we're recording. Oh, hi, everybody. Hello, hello. This is another solo episode brought to you by Habits and Hustle. And uh, thank you for joining. Thank you for listening. I appreciate it. Um, This is not really something, it's not my nature to just be blabbing on and on. So I actually, it is my nature to blab on and on. It's not my nature to blab on and on on a camera, just as a solo episode. So I'm very happy that I have my foil, Shawnee, to sit with me, give me some encouragement and some just moral support really is what it is. Thank you. Um, I appreciate that. And today we're speaking about motivation. And the reason why we're speaking about motivation is I am not a big believer in the word motivation. And the reason why I, I wanted to bring this topic up is because the first question a lot of people always ask is, how do I find motivation? How do I get motivated? You know, and I feel like motivation is a really, really not a great thing to rely on to get you to where you want to be. Because motivation is very much, it wanes, right? Some days we're motivated, some hours we're motivated, some minutes we're motivated, and then we're not. And so to rely on that, And that also goes with, I have to say, a a nice sister or brother to motivation is willpower. Those are both things that you can only, you you have it sometimes, and then what happens when you don't have it? You know, like, you need to be able to do something even when you don't want to. And so with motivation... I, I'm never motivated. Actually, lately, I'm never motivated to work out. Like, I'm never interested in working out because I'm so busy and I can think of a million excuses of why I don't have time and can't do it. But I don't allow that to happen because I in, I really have gotten used to the byproduct effect, like my mental cognitive state, my focus, and it's just part of who I am and what I do. So, if I'm motivated or not, it doesn't really make a difference. I'm still going to do what I need to do and get the job done. And uh, that is why I, I think that this is a topic that I, I wonder why everyone just thinks that they have to like what they do all the time in order to actually do that thing. Mm, I think there's like a misconception because there's all that talk about oh your passion your love this that and I think people who have a hard time doing things don't realize that a lot of people have a hard time doing things but they just build the do habit it anyway. to do it no you do it anyway but you have to build that habit like of, you know, of you course might- it's, first you build the habit but then you do it anyway re- even yeah. when you don't want to and the thing is like you yeah you can you need to have a passion for a hobby I mean fine but a lot of times in order to to have the life that you envision for yourself and also just um, get things done and, 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 and self-actualize. There's a lot of like shit like a- along the way and that will always be there that is not fun and it's not great, but you still do it because it needs to be done and it's the catalyst for something else to be done or it's, a, it's another, it's a building block for something else. And it doesn't matter it doesn't matter if it's something that you enjoy if the after effects are something you enjoy. And that's how I view it. So when motivation is like this like big hashtag, you know, like motivation, motivational Monday, you know, like inspiration, this is a problem. Like, yeah. And then what happens after the hour, like when you go to like a Tony Robbins seminar, right? 
super motivating because you're all that you get really like riled up for something and everyone's there and like everyone's like yelling and cheering and it's super exciting. But then what happens when you go home? I, I, and I don't know this, by the way, I don't know the, the percentage, so don't quote me on this, but I am curious, what is the percentage of the people that, what happens when after that, and after the, the weekend or the seminar, what's the percentage of people who actually maintain and actually like stay on that path? Or is it a big percentage of people who like drop off because that motivation isn't there? I'd love to find out. Yeah, I don't know the I don't know the percentage. I'm curious because uh, I find that a lot of these things are super initially motivated and motivating, and then they kind of just like wane unless you have another bigger purpose. So I guess the question really is like, what is the what is your bigger purpose? What is your why as why you're doing it? I mean, that to me is how you ha- like how you have like sustainable like real motivation mm. or I don't know if I wouldn't call the, I wouldn't use discipline. the word but discipline. I wouldn't say even discipline, discipline is something totally different. And we can talk about discipline. I think that the, what, what keeps you doing stuff, even when you don't want to, is that you have to have a reason why you're doing it. Like you have to be, you have to have a desire that's so much, so, so, so a part of you that you will do whatever it takes to get there. So I'm going to bring it back to an analogy of like fitness and weight loss because that's my background. Obviously, well, not obviously, but to some some people know that is no matter how much you you train somebody and you know you you can give people all the tools in the world, but that doesn't mean they're actually going to do any of them unless they actually want to do them, right? Like you can you can train them, you can cook for them, you can give them all the healthy tips and tricks and da, 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 da. But at the end of the day, it's you, you have to actually want it for yourself to actually execute on those things. So to me, it's like, you have to find your, within you, what is like, you got to have the desire and the will to actually do what it is you need to do, or you want that thing so badly to actually get the results that you want. But you can't be mad at the results you don't have by the work you did not do. Mm. So you want to put in the work with anything, even when you're not motivated. Yeah, well, it's like the idea of like success is the ability to delay gratification. You have to really want that success, no matter how late the gratification is going to come. Delayed gratification is another one of these like things that I am a big, big believer in. I talk about delayed gratification in my book, talk about motivation in my book too, but I feel like de- delayed uh, delayed gratification is is kind of like the thing that is 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 actually not talked about enough, mm. right? Because everything requires a delayed a de- de- delayed gratification to get to where you need to go. Everything if you're if you're constantly in the moment, you're looking at what you want now versus what you want in like completely right like absolutely right I mean that again the analogy of fitness and and weight loss is huge right like yeah it fits so perfectly for this because everything is about delayed gratification like 
I say this all the time. I'm a, I love food. We both love food. <laughs> we both love food. <laughs> and if I had my druthers, I, I, I by the way, I should, I, I don't know if this is politically incorrect to say now because everything is in the world, in this world now, <laughs> but I really believe I'm like a really fat person living in like a regular sized person's body. Oh yes. Well, I actually, I am a fat kid living in a like normal adult's body, but I am like, I'm round at heart. I'm, I'm, I'm like, I'm like very robust at heart. And, uh, and I think I, I, I like think about food 24 hours a day. Like if I'm eating breakfast, I think about when I'm eating lunch, when I'm eating lunch, I'm thinking about when I'm having my snack, when I'm having dinner. But I, because I know I'm, because I know that this is a truism about me, I've like created these, you know, I've created a system around me where I don't just like gobble everything in sight hmm. because left to my own devices, I would do this. So that's why it's so important to like, know what your triggers are, know what your like, you know, your faults, like your default, I should say is, and then, pl- and then reverse engineer. So those things don't happen to you because I'm obsessed with food. Wait, give us examples. Cause that's so like helpful. What are, what are you, what are tips and tricks that you use to not gobble food? Well, I gobble you- food. So for me, um, because a big part of it for me is like, about the way I feel, not so much about how I look, but how I feel. Because again, left to my own devices, I will, I can consume, and anybody who knows me and who's had any meal with me would attest to this a million percent is that I can consume more food than any human being. I don't care who you are. I don't care how big you are, how small you are. I will eat more than you no matter what, unless I have ways to kind of I have a system to, to create that I don't do it. Um, I just have an, I have an exorbitant, I have a huge appetite, first of all. My appetite is through the roof. So this is where it becomes, here's the, here's the rub. So what's the system? What's yeah, I'm, gonna, I'm, I'm leaving this, okay, I'm going to tell you the system, but here's the rub, right? Where people don't, this is what people don't talk about, is that the truth is, the more you work out, the more hungry you get. Oh yes, okay. and cardio makes you starving. But it's a, it's a delicate balance, right? Because if you work out, to, if you work out really intensely, your appetite is even more rap. My appetite is even more ravenous. So what ha- ends up happening? I, I eat so many more calories and food that I otherwise wouldn't have had if I worked out more at a normal at a normal state. So the real question becomes: Is it better to work out at a much more you know, at a, at a lower state of intensity more often. So then your food, your, your, your uh, appetite is more balanced or is it better to work out super intensely? And then you're just eating like, like, like an, like an animal ferociously. So I'm constantly, I'm, I'm constantly trying to balance these two things out, um, because of my appetite. Now, because what I was going to say is, so for me, because I love food, what I've done and part of my system, and I actually talk all about this in Bigger, Better, Bolder, is I eat the same breakfast every day. And the reason why I do that is because I put that meal on autopilot so I don't have to think about it. Because left to my own devices, I will overeat and then I will be eating things that are probably not great for me. And then what would happen is that it like sets my sets the tone for the rest of the day and then I'm just like on a downhill spiral mm. versus if I eat a really clean, solid, healthy, satiating breakfast, then I like, it was, it's a win. It's a big win. And then I'm much more 
app to kind of maintain that for the rest of the, the day going forward. So just recently, I and this is true, just recently I tweaked what that breakfast was. So for the last God knows how many years, I've been eating, I've been eating eggs with a grapefruit every day, which was like a great balance of protein. And then I had my my grapefruit and my coffee. And then listen to this. I went and got my blood checked and I- Because you said this on my podcast. That's what I was so confused about. I knew you switched it up. And then what happened was I'm in- I became I've I've become allergic right right to, that, okay, okay, to, yes. to eggs. So even though I haven't really felt allergic to it, my blood my the blood coming back says I am allergic to it. So I think my body built up an intolerance to to the eggs. I thought you just went back to it when you said that you've been eating the same one because I knew you told me that you switched it when you. Yes, I remember having this exact conversation asking about the eggs and the grapefruit, and then you said you switched, it and I was like, oh, are you back to eggs and grapefruit? So what's the nope. new one? So now I'm very into the shit, this, this shake just to kind of get away from the eggs for a while. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to have like, I, I'll, I'll be able to go back and forth. So your body can become intolerant to something you eat way too much of. So, I mean, 25 years of eating the same breakfast, you would think that like, yeah, that's a long time. Even though, like I said, I didn't feel anything bad from it, which is all, which, which is interesting. But right. I thought maybe it had some other effects on other things. Who knows? So now I have a, a shake, which is banana, spinach. Um, I have chocolate protein powder, mm. ice, almond milk, and that is my breakfast. That's solid. Super solid. But yeah. I, so, but not, you don't want to, listen, I don't love drinking my calories, to be honest. I like to like, like chew my food, but at least I, I really enjoy that. And so I've been doing that. So my, that's one tip. That's one tip. Another one is don't put yourself in places that you know you're going to gorge. I mean, putting me in, a, in front of a buffet is like the worst thing you can possibly do. It oh, will be the good. worst <laughs> thing. You don't want to see it. I want to see you at a Vegas buffet. You do not want to so see badly, me at it. So oh my badly God. do I want to see you at a Vegas buffet. Oh, I, me, you, the win. I mean, I'm telling you, it's a terrible <laughs> thing. There's been times when like, or if there's like something I really love, like I'm obsessed with carrot cake. And so instead of just having like a one little piece of carrot cake, if it's in front of me, it's gone. So there's another thing I I don't necessarily think that's always great for everybody. And that is this idea of like cheat days. I think cheat days are kind of like really bad for some people. If you know you have an addiction or you know that like you can't control yourself, why would you put yourself in that situation? Because Mm. once those floodgates are open, then it's like it's downhill. Yeah, I don't do cheat days. I hate them because they they make me. I have addictions to like pizza and stuff. So oh, I, can't. I love pizza and French fries. I can't. It's it's a horrible slippery slope. Oh, it's beyond. <laughs> do you know? I took my kids to. I took them bowling yesterday. My little Sydney, she got like a quesadilla and French fries, and I'm like, this is what happened. I'm like, oh, those French fries look good. I'll have one, and I got that taste in my mouth, and within twelve seconds. The entire plate of French fries was like inhaled by me. Like I think she went to the bathroom. She comes back to the bathroom. There was not one French fry left on the plate because I was like, oh my God, like I don't even, I I, I like go in it. It's like an out of body experience. And I literally go (laughs) and it's gone. And so I don't want to even put myself in those situations because it ends up just being really bad. Okay. But what did Sydney say? Was she like, oh, that's okay. That's okay. No, she was like, where are my French fries? She screamed at me. She, I, I think, and I think not only did she scream at me, I think Dylan tattletailed on me or someone did. I don't what? know. What? You got ratted out? I did. That's brutal. And she, I, I literally, I'm not kidding you, within 
three and a half minutes, those French fries were like basically like inhaled. And that just is one example. I can give you a million examples where I leave most dinners like, you know, if the food, like with my, with my, I got to wear like elastic pants yeah, 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 or, my, or, or, or like a big baggy sweater so I can open the first button because I have no ability to c- kind of control myself. So I, do, I try not to put myself in those situations. That's a trick. And, or I eat beforehand so then I'm not starving when I go somewhere. Smart. We do that for Shabbat dinners. My dad always used to tell me that, like, because he, he always said, don't come to the table hungry, especially if it's like a family dinner because you're trying so to have true. a conversation too. You, you know, it's really funny you Just said that. miserable because, because it's, it's when you came to okay, Shabbat dinner at our house. When, you, when I came to your house for Shabbat dinner. <laughs> you guys were you're, starving. Oh my, no, well, your aunt, your aunts from, from Montreal, they made all those challahs. Yes, yes. And, and I was like, oh, I'm going to have a piece. It was warm, the challah. I'm like, oh, I'm going to have one little piece of the challah. I kid you on, there was like seven challahs made. I think I ate six of those seven challahs. I went, kept, I kept on going back. Yeah, I actually believe back. that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I, I remember I was, seeing it. I remember, remember? Like, I literally remember how much of the challah you ate. I was no, like, not, damn. Not, no, no, I love how you say challahs, the, the sorry, challahs, plural. A million. That's my problem. So there you go. I don't know how we started talking about that. What do we start with this whole thing? Oh, it's a, but we're talking about motivation, but then we like, we kind of like took it on a different, we, we took it down the, the slippery slope of food since this is what happened. And by the way, I'm sure I'm not the only one. I'm sure a lot of us have like, a, you know, oh, yeah. food issues or dick or, or like the inability uh, to get out of our own way, I should say it. So that is why it's super important to create these, um, not, not roadblocks is the wrong word, but to create these plans and structures around you. So that doesn't, so you don't fall. And you know, that so happens to be one of mine. I'm sure, you know, you may have another one that maybe that you kind of get in your own way with. And so it's about being having some sort of self-awareness and insight on who you are really, like in a real way, not mm. just like bullshit, like, yeah, I'm this way, I'm that way, but really know yourself to a place where you can be honest and then you can create a structure or plans around you so that you don't fall or that so you can kind of be the most productive, best version of yourself and get to where you want to be. For me, I, it's really important for me to feel physically strong. It helps me feel mentally strong. It's really important for me to work out regularly because even if I don't like the workout while I'm doing it, the like I said, how I feel afterwards, the sense of focus, cognitive ability, feeling strong, feeling like accomplished that I did it, to me, those are all much, that to me is the win more than anything. So I have to put these other places, these other things in place. So I will do those things. So eating that breakfast in the morning, that's super solid that I don't think about and makes me feel like, okay, then I'm, I'm setting myself off in a, in a great time, in a great way, will just allow me to kind of, you know, continue the day or continue whatever else I need to get done to be the most productive as that I want to be. I love that. I, I always leave a sweater. I know you never think that I get cold and I I generally don't, but in the morning I am always freezing and I find that it's hard for me to wake up and get out of bed because I'm so cold and I want rather stay in my bed. So I always sleep with like a hoodie right next to me so then I can put that on and then I can get out of bed. And when I don't have a hoodie next to me, I end up like snoozing my alarm and sleep in for like another hour. So that's like been one of my like systems that I've had in place for years. I've I have another suggestion for you. Please take it or leave it. Turn the heater on. Uh, Turn the heater on. Like God forbid with you. I know you hate the heat or 
put the alarm away from your bed so it's forcing you to get your ass out of bed. I, I've done and that. Do that. I get back into bed. I, I swear to God, I've literally done that, and I'll just get back into bed because it's the cold oh that keeps God. me in bed. So it's not the tiredness. Put the freaking heater on. By the way, then it's, before, too, then it's too hot. Okay, let and me then just it hurts exp- my throat, and then it's awful. You have no idea how this is a back and forth with the two of us. <laughs> I literally am sitting here shivering, like literally shivering, couple. in my own home. Because God forbid I have uh, the thermostat at a place where it's actually she warm. She likes it at 75 degrees, you guys. 70, I'd be happy with 72. 75 degrees is her preferred temperature. So I think you guys, I think anybody 72. listening to this can understand why I would not appreciate Absolutely 75. not. 75 is crazy. Absol- so first of all, I sleep in 68 or 69. I don't. I don't, I don't spend my day. Oh, you do? You sleep in 69? Yes, because you're supposed to be sleeping huh. at a place that's that is, mu- that's cool. That's good to know. But no one spends the, their day like operating at that temperature. It's people, impossible. People do. People, no, they people don't. really do. I don't believe 69 that. 69 is a super normal temperature to like exist at. Yeah, if you want to freeze your ass off, I'm literally sitting here with my teeth <laughs> literally chattering. Like I'm like, like freezing. Okay. Freezing. I think I think maybe some guys don't feel it. What I don't know what girl likes it that cold. I don't know one okay, female. But to, to be fair, I did put the heater on at seventy one. It just it's not working for no, some first reason. Of my heat my heating is broken. Not, yeah, That's it's why not I have working. all these little like heating Mini, yeah, little, What do you call yeah, them? Yeah. Like a little the little the, the little <laughs> like those little like those portable heaters. Yes, I guess yes. you call them like the Dyson one, which is really good. The, but not radiators. Shoot, what are they? No, called? it's a heater. Kill me. This, no, it's called a heater. It's a heat lamp. No, it's no, a, it's called a heater. It's a heater, but there's a word for it. Space heater. No, but I think it's space heater is an actual brand name. Is it? Yeah. Like Kleenex? Yeah. Uh, I don't think, I think space heater is called a space heater. So they're like mini heaters. <laughs> yeah. They're called uh, heaters, <laughs> portable heaters. I don't know why she's having a problem with the word heater, but that's like what regular, it is. Cause like a heater is like, you know, the heater in the house and you have a little like adorable heater. Okay. Which it's, you, it's okay. called heat. How about this? I'll take any kind of heat. <laughs> Literally as I'm sitting here doing this podcast, I'll take a fire. I mean, freezing. Linda. How, it's a cool. By the way, Linda, who works with but me, Linda also said, and okay, I repeat, I am always a, freezing. No, she's and wearing I repeat, a. Okay, she's I'm also wearing freezing. a sweatshirt and a parka and boots and freezing over there, chattering her teeth as well, like me. What, Dylan? Dylan, what are you feeling right now? Are you cold, Dylan? See, Dylan so, said hot, okay, hot, me, hot, hot, hot. Uh, Sorry, no, what was that? Dylan said hot, and he's a small person. He's a smaller okay, human. Okay, but what you people don't know about <laughs> Dylan is that he. Is adverse to like, like okay, but what you don't know about no, Linda you know is that he she wears, said she's no, no, always no. cool. Dylan wears shorts in the winter. Okay, he does never. He doesn't own a pair of pants. The, it's a fight in, the with The winter them. is California. It's an LA winter. Okay. This is not this like is, the Canadian winter. Okay, this is, by the way, true. But I will say this: it has been unusually this is the funniest episode. Okay, it's been unusually cold in California for like three weeks. Right, it's been it raining was every day. Eighty degrees on Christmas. Okay, it was not okay. It was. It was literally eighty for, degrees. Okay, for a day. Okay, listen. Okay, I promise you, you can. If you are watching this and not listening, I promise you, okay, my hands are icicles. My lips are technically, right now they're actually okay, blue. Okay, but they're always blue. Her lips are always blue, you guys. This is not like a, I didn't freeze her. I just like uh-huh. I put you in the freezer. No, she rolls her eyes like I'm going to be ruining her equipment, God forbid, if it's, if it's, 
if it's Equipment, by and the way myself, over 70 i'm not trying to like overheat while i'm working this oh is my like gosh. my gosh you have no idea 75? she wants to live 75. It, you should get like 75 you should live in one of those when freezers it's 75 outside we come in we put on the ac to 68 like no that's one what, does yes people okay, do that when people. it's 75 not when it's actually freezing cold okay listen listen <laughs> um, do, do you live in like a meat locker like is your like do you actually live in a meat locker do you live no, in a butcher's you, home okay you would okay so it's funny because if you think i like to keep things cold you would die at my dad's room it's freezing how he, cold literally in the 50s i kid you not it's legitimate and he said he recently he like oh, wow. bumped it up to like early 60s or whatever and i'm like oh wow look at you improving it's an ice box his room is an ice box well yours is a meat locker no so you no his is an actual I, no 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 his is too see that there's a the thing i have a limit like i like i i think 68 to 70 is a perfect degree of temperature I, I, no let, let me let me be That's very like clear to me let me be very clear but it 68 is, it was, to 70 is wonderful to sleep in and it's actually like not bad like sometimes yeah but 68 to 70 is great oh, okay but not at night when it's dark and dank and like there's no like dark and it's, it's dark right now and it's dank. been raining it's been dank. raining dank it's like, like a dank it, meme it feels like very like like moist and humid <laughs> did you mean damp <laughs> dank and damp are very similar are they yeah it's the same thing dank wait and i've damp. only ever heard of dank in the like slang way of like oh that's so dank like you know What's what i mean dank? No. oh my god like dank memes like super cool like dank like dope dank I've no idea. That is so You're funny. Old. I'm too old for you. Okay. <laughs> the point is, I don't know what she's talking about. The point, the point is, is, we like I'm 68 cold. to 70. 68 to 70 is this great. This is so boring for it's anybody great. who's listening I to this. I think that they're actually going to love this. Oh, I don't know. I think it's like- We're going to get bo- we're gonna get people who either are really team you on this or really team me, and they're going to be like aggressive about it. Join the Facebook group to discuss it, please. Let's, yeah. Let us know what temperature you like to, to, yeah, yeah. to live and migrate in. That would be amazing. <laughs> Getting back to my point of motivation, you know, don't rely on it. That's it. Bye. Join the Facebook group. Thanks. (laughs) This episode is brought to you by the Yap Media Podcast Network. I'm Hala Taha, CEO of the award-winning digital media empire, Yap Media, and host of Yap Young and Profiting Podcast, a number one entrepreneurship and self-improvement podcast where you can listen, learn, and profit. On Young and Profiting Podcast, I interview the brightest minds in the world, and I turn their wisdom into actionable advice that you can use in your daily life. Each week, we dive into a new topic like the art of side hustles, how to level up your influence and persuasion, and goal setting. I interview A-list guests on Young and Profiting. I've got the best guests, like the world's number one negotiation expert, Chris Voss, Shark, Damon John, serial entrepreneurs, Alex and Layla Hermosi, and even movie stars like Matthew McConaughey. There's absolutely no fluff on my podcast, and that's on purpose. Every episode is jam-packed with advice that's gonna push your life forward. I do my research, I get straight to the point, and I take things really seriously, which is why I'm known as the podcast princess and how I became one of the top podcasters in the world in less than five years. Young and Profiting Podcast is for all ages. Don't let the name fool you. It's an advanced show. As long as you want to learn and level up, you will be forever young. So join podcast royalty and subscribe to Young and Profiting Podcast or Yap, like it's often called by my Yap fam on Apple, Spotify, CastBox, or wherever you listen to your podcasts.